Good morning. Thank you guys for uh, being here. Um, uh, if you're new, visiting with us this morning, welcome. Uh, glad that you're here. Uh, we're in the midst of a class. Um, surprise, surprise. We're in the midst of a class that's uh, exploring two really common, very human uh, struggles, anxiety, and uh, depression. Uh, I just want to say, if this is uh, part of your experience right now, if you're experiencing anxiety, if you're experiencing depression, if this is part of your story right now, I want you to know that um, God has no expectation of you uh, to sort of snap into shape or to, to get uh, your act together. Uh, we, have a, we have a Heavenly Father who loves us uh, and who's eager to, to meet with us today. Um, what does the psalmist say, right? It says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. God is, he's not a God who's repulsed by um, our fear or our worry our panic, anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. He wants to be close to us. He wants to know the things that most trouble us. Um, so uh, what's our trajectory for this morning? Uh, looking back, uh, how many of us were here the last few weeks? Awesome, great. So Brandon kicked us off. Uh, the, first, uh, the first week he kicked us off sort of telling the story uh, of our experience of anxiety and depression helping us kind of see our story and God's story. And then last week, he sort of, he sort of humanized the, the experience of anxiety and depression. He helped us see that we're physical beings, not just spiritual ones, um, and that there's some real like physical helps for us uh, when we're wrestling with these sorts of things. Today, we're gonna, we're gonna shift gears a bit. We're gonna enter into uh, what might feel like um, uncomfortable um, and even unfamiliar territory. Uh, this morning we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna begin to talk about uh, lament, uh, what it is, and even what it what it looks like to to begin um, using lament in our own lives. Uh, we're not we're not gonna cover a ton of ground um, this morning. It's really intentional, uh, but I hope that the ground that we do cover, the discussions we have, I uh, hope it will be uh, helpful for us. Just to be super transparent with you, lament is uh, something that is really uh, personal to me um, because I've encountered it in a really personal way uh, through some uh, really difficult, um, dark seasons of life. So we're really not going to spend time you know, looking at lament from a distance. Uh, I, I really want us to kind of get up close and personal with this so that we can kind of walk out of here and, um, and begin to... Uh, use lament. Um, uh, so the goal today then is to, to look at lament up close and, and hopefully begin to learn to sing this minor key song in the midst of our suffering. That's, that's the goal for our time today. Um, any questions before we kind of jump in? Cool. Um, before I pray for us, I just want to highlight two books that have been uh, really helpful for me. Um, they're super practical, um, and, and two individuals who, who have wrestled with lament, who have wrestled with some really serious uh, and difficult suffering. Uh, the first one, uh, Mark uh, Rogoff uh, wrote this book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, the Pastor. Uh, this is an excellent book if you want to understand more of what lament is. Um, and then uh, this book, 
uh, I picked up a few weeks ago has just been excellent. Uh, Vanitha Reisner, The Stars That Have Shaped Me. Um, she, her story is incredible. I don't think you can make it through this book without crying. I promise you. Um, she just wrestled with some, some really deep and hard stuff. Uh, she talks about lament, uh, and it's just a real help. Um, so you can check out these books after. Uh, I recommend them to you. Um, all right, let's, let's pray, and then uh, we'll, we'll jump in. Father, uh, thank you. Thank you that you are a God who delights to be near to the brokenhearted. Um, you knew that we wouldn't always experience uh, seasons of joy and, and laughter, that our lives uh, wouldn't always be rejoicing. We're, we're grateful that you have given us uh, a language um, to, to begin talking about our grief. You've given us lament. I'm so thankful, uh, Father, that you you can handle our mess, uh, that, that you can handle our messy lives, that you want to that you want to know us. Um, so I pray that this morning you would help us to trust you, even now as we learn more about what it means to invite you into uh, the messiness of our lives, um, the things that we struggle with, and just to talk with you honestly about uh, the things that trouble our it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, earlier I mentioned that lament is something that is uh, really deeply personal to me uh, because I've encountered it in a really personal way. So I, I kind of wanted to begin by sharing just a piece of my story, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into the rest of our, our stuff today. Uh, back in 2017, uh, God allowed uh, my wife, Caitlin, and I to sort of experience some heartbreak and loss and sorrow in ways that, that we hadn't up to that, that point in our lives. Uh, at that point, I had just become the interim pastor at Faith Community Church. Um, this is before the merger. Um, and the church was just, it was really struggling, um, hurting. Um, to be completely honest with you, there were, there were times where we just we wanted to run really far away. Um, it was a very difficult but the Lord, um, the Lord had other plans. Um, I'm really grateful for those plans. But those were some really hard times. Uh, and while all this is going on, um, Kate and I found out that we were pregnant um, with our second child. This was this was a really bright spot in what was a really difficult season of life and ministry. Uh, we, were, we were really thankful for that. Um, we were so eager to see our little family grow. Uh, we had prayed that God would give us a child. It seemed that he was giving us our heart's desire. We were absolutely thrilled. Um, but in the weeks that would follow, um, our hopes and our dreams, our, our joy and celebration would be overshadowed by darkness, pain, uh, grief, and sorrow, and endless, it seemed like an endless amount of tears and a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, in an instant, uh, the good gift of life uh, that God had given to us was, was taken from us. Life exchanged for death. Uh, the womb where our baby once grew um, was now empty. It was a sanctuary for the living and now a tomb for the lifeless. We had miscarried. Um, 
this is something that you've experienced, you know the pain that, that is uh, involved with this. Um, the, the horror of what had happened left us really numb. Um, our souls were, were crushed. It felt by the crashing waves of, of uh, grief. Sorrow became uh, a really unwelcome friend um, on our journey through life. Um, the pain that we felt, the grief that we experienced in the days, weeks, and months that would follow often uh, overwhelmed us at times felt unbearable, it even some days felt really uh, debilitating, um, this, this grief. Some days felt like I was just drowning in grief, drowning in a sea of my own tears. Other days felt like I was, I was roaming the earth like a lifeless zombie. I mean, that's just how, how I felt. Um, I had trouble uh, concentrating for any uh, period of time. Small, mundane tasks became uh, just unbearably difficult to, to handle. Um, I cried a lot um, in some really uh, unexpected times. It was just um, the, the world that we were living in, um, just it felt bland, it felt like there was no color. Uh, I, I, needed, I needed help, I needed hope for my weary soul. I was, I was miserable. I needed songs to sing in my misery, psalms that gave uh, voice to the pain that I was feeling. My soul was on life support, um, and, and that's when, um, unexpectedly, I discovered um, lament. In the midst of my pain and, and heartache, I, I began to find words and phrases in the Bible that just, it seemed to lift off the pages of scripture. Um, that really gave voice to the things that I was experiencing, my pain and heartache. In the midst of pain and heartache, began, began to find words and, and phrases in scripture that really captured, captured that. The Bible was actually giving voice to my pain. I don't know if you have experienced this, um, but it's a wonderful thing. Lament quickly became um, a life source for me. Uh, it was it was like oxygen for my weary soul, is how I think of it. It helped it helped orient me when life was really disorienting by the raging storms of uh, pain and sorrow, loss, disappointment, uh, anxiety. Um, I was experiencing some anxiety during that time and even depression um, as well. Um, not only did it orient me, it gave me a way to express some really hard things that that. To God in, in, in some really honest ways that led to um, really deep trust in God. Um, so that's a bit of my story and, and how I encountered the grace of lament in a, a really dark and painful uh, season of life. Um, before we sort of get up close and personal with lament uh, together, I thought it would be helpful for us um, if we asked these three questions. First, we kind of need to know what lament is, right, before we, before we look at it. Um, why don't we do it uh, is another question. Why don't we lament, and then why should we do it? The Bible is uh, the Bible's full of lament. Uh, a staggering one-third of the psalms are psalms of lament, these minor key songs. 
uh, an entire book of the Bible is dedicated to lament, right? Lamentations. Lamentations. It's in the title. Lament shows up in Ruth, Nehemiah, Job, Habakkuk, even Jesus himself during his uh, last moments on earth. Um, lamented. Um, so it's all over the Bible. The Bible's full of this. Uh, but what what is it? What's lament? Um, let, me, let me ask you guys this question. Um, anyone want to take a stab at it? What is what, what do you think lament is? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's sadness. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Expressing your heartfelt grief to God. That is better than the definition I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Uh, yeah, that's great. And complaining is a part of it. Sadness, we feel these, these emotions. What do we do with these things? Um, um, Mark uh, Rogoff, the, uh, the author of um, one of the books that I just uh, showed you guys, puts it like this. He says, lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. I think it's a really good, uh, helpful definition. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. It's not just a prayer in pain, but it leads somewhere. It leads to trust. It's the path, he says, from uh, heartbreak to hope. It's the song God graciously gives us this thing in that space between brokenness and experiencing his mercy. Um, uh, it's, you know, lament is the space that we should be uh, living in between the poles of life. Life is really hard, but God is good and sovereign. Um, these two things exist. Um, how do we work our way through some of the, those difficult moments? Um, now, let me ask you guys this question. Why is it, why is it that we don't lament? Um, I mean, that category is really uh, something that we're not really familiar with. But why, yeah, Kevin, why is it something that we just don't do? As Americans, we don't like the idea of taking something to God and accepting that God, I want you to change this, mm -hmm. but I accept that you don't. As Americans, we want out of the situation. Mm -hmm. The moment, you, the moment you truly lament, you, you are acknowledging that it may stay the same way. And yeah. I'm trying to accept yeah. that it may stay the same way. Yeah. We're in such a fast-paced society and everything's instant. Yeah. We want it gone instant. Mm -hmm. Like, this is enough. Yeah. Done. Change it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, brother, it, it's pride. Well, 
good. That means you're going to get there faster than them. So like, why would you work with anybody to get anywhere? Yeah. If you if they don't have time for you, you don't have time for them. So you start off on your own. Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth. I think it could also be something else. Um, we know we have to be saved by Jesus. So therefore, if I'm giving in to depression, then I'm saying you're not enough. And so it might be something like that yeah. that keeps us from lamenting. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. Yeah. We don't let ourselves sit in the discomfort of it. Mm -hmm. We can easily turn to a distraction. Yeah. Is it all around us? Amen. I want to go home. Yes, I agree. From experience, learning to grieve or lament is, is a growing process and it helps us. And if we hold it off and hold it off and hold it off, we're just going to grieve longer. We're just going to hurt longer. We need to learn how to how to cry, how to grieve, how to lament, and learn how to. It, it's like very relieving. It gets it off our shoulders, mm -hmm. and we can. It'll help us to just praise the Lord. Yeah. Excellent reasons um, why we don't lament. Um, uh, just to echo some of the things that you guys were saying, um, just what you just said, like it feels it feels really unspiritual, right? Like we we shouldn't be talking like this, or we shouldn't be feeling these sorts of things. Um, shouldn't be um, speaking to God, talking to God um, about our troubles in this kind of way. So it feels unspiritual. Uh, Christians are supposed to be really happy, right? All the time. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we get this idea that um, that man, if I if I show that I, I'm really struggling here, um, even crying out to God, um, you know, there, there it goes. I'm not the facade of just ripped down, um, and uh, we have a hard time dealing with, with that. Um, we don't. We don't like to. Uh, we don't think that we can bother God with our problems. Um, I think sometimes um, we don't want to be a bother to God, um, and um, lament seems that it would be something complaining. Um, Chris, like you said, like complaining to God. Does God really want to hear my complaints? Um, so uh, these things, and, and for all the reasons that you guys said, I think that's great. Uh, these are these are all reasons why we don't we don't lament, and why lament is, is pretty absent, I think, in, in in our just the way we understand Christianity. Um, what why should we why should we lament? Um, anyone want to take you know just throw out some things real quick? Peace. Okay. Can you? Stand on that a little. Let it out. 
pressure in. Mm. Yeah. 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 And then, um, I use it as a check valve now for surf lifts mm. and sets. <coughs> and it's like, um, and like usually I would think like, oh man, if I do this, I'm not showing trust in God. Mm. If I continue to just tell him everything, complain, cry over all these things, like I, I'm not showing trust. And um, but when he really breaks you and you really can't do anything else but cry, mm. you start to realize like, man, no, this is this is a son coming to a father. Yeah. This is a child latching on yeah. uh, to his dad yeah. and saying, I need you. Yeah. I need more of you. Yeah. And um, mm. so the very thing that Satan and my flesh tried to lie about, saying it's gonna, you're not showing trust. It's just a lot, mm -hmm. and yeah. it actually shows that no man, you're pressing in to God more. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, anyone else? Yeah, yeah I think if you uh, hold in, you know, hold on to it and keep it inside you, <coughs> it creates other physical problems. Mm. So that it's best to be to to get it out, to talk about it, to yeah. grieve about it. Yeah, it can cause other. I mean, at the end of the day, we're sinners living in a fallen creation. We've been redeemed, but we don't yet see things the way that they ought to be, the way that we know that we will one day see them. So why not <laughs> lament? I, I mean, you know, isn't that really at the root cause of, you know, of what we have to lament? some reasons why I think we should lament. Uh, it's a language for our loss. Um, we've kind of already talked about this. Um, something that, that everyone's been touching on, which I think is really interesting, it, it's a solution for our silence. Um, I think, speaking personally, when I'm grieving, um, when, you know, when I'm in the midst of some, some dark moments, um, Tend to want to uh, to to draw in to, to not um, talk uh, to not even pray um, to, to almost there's a subtle like prayerlessness that sets in um, that is just uh, really uh, deadly stuff prayerlessness is deadly um, so it's a solution for our silence like Mel like you were saying like you just need to talk and you just need to begin speaking um, it opens the door to talking. To God in our pain, um, it's it's a category for uh, our complaints. Um, uh, God welcomes honest complaints, um, and lament kind of shows us what that looks like. Um, uh, two other things um, that I think are, are just helpful: uh, pouring out our hearts to God will change us. Um, pouring out our hearts to God will it absolutely will change us. Lament shows us that true joy 
comes only after we acknowledge our sorrow and pain. Um, uh, one more thing, pouring out our hearts to God before others. This is something, this is something a different idea, um, but um, lament isn't just personal. I think if we look through scripture, we find that it's corporate. Uh, we're lamenting together in front of people. Um, and unbelievers, maybe, in our midst, unbelieving friends. Um, pouring out our hearts to God before others may change them, too. Um, I, I think of the book of Ruth. Naomi, uh, she trusted her God enough to tell him how she felt. Uh, right in front of Ruth, uh, mind you. And Naomi is, is achingly honest with God in, it, in, in the midst of Naomi's pain and lament. This is interesting. In the midst of her lament, that's when Ruth comes to know God. Um, you'd think that it would turn her away. Yikes, I don't want to hear that. Um, but she turns and she trusts God. So um, those are just a few things. Any any questions at this point before we before yeah? Um, I have an issue with the fact that one part of Scripture says in all things give thanks and praise, and so it's like, how do you do that when you're like going through so much and you feel like oh you know, I find that very difficult. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a great question. I don't think we have time to dive. It's a, that's a big question. Um, I think it's a great one, though. Um, yeah. When you cry, really cry, and you get to the point where you can't feel, and you just cry, at the end of that cry, there's a release. And when you're, like, when you're there, you just praise God. You can just pray to God for, for who He is. He loves you, you know. But when you're breathing, you're just holding everything in. But when you just cry and let it out, yeah. and don't be a man and fuck it up, because you got to do the opposite. And I think that shows, I don't know. Yeah, to, yeah um, to answer your question, the, well, oh, I, I can't answer your question. I <laughs> try, but the two realities, like, they, they're not um, polar opposites. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. And even in, in our trusting, we, um, we're expressing thanks to God. Um, so that's a, a really good question, though. Um, Excuse me, John. Yeah. And, um, I would say, Tom, I would look at uh, the, 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 like this dichotomy, like this, this paradox of sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Right? And so, like, you are giving thanks even in the midst of your suffering and in your lamenting, you know, because it's just coming from a sense of a foundation of joy in, in the world, regardless of your circumstances. Thanks. Can you say something? No? All right. Uh, I'm going to sort of blitz through some of this because... And time, time flies when <laughs> talking about lament. So, um, uh, it, I definitely want to unpack some stuff too. I, I'd love to continue the dialogue. I've got some questions that we can we can um, unpack a bit. But our goal from the beginning uh, has just been to get up close and personal with lament, uh, so that we can kind of begin to learn how to use it in our lives. Um, 
That's, that's where we're going to turn right now. We're going to shift our focus. Um, and, and rather, I was thinking about um, should we look at a ton of different kinds of lament in, in Scripture, or should we just focus on one? Um, so I thought it would be helpful if we just focused on a psalm of lament uh, and really kind of unpack, try to pull out some stuff that, that defines uh, this lament, but also other laments as well, uh, to give us kind of an idea so we can walk out of here and even make this psalm our own um, uh, as well. Um, it's a psalm that's deeply personal to me, Psalm 42. Um, uh, I don't have my Bible with me. We're not going to read it uh, in its entirety. Um, but um, but you can follow along. I'm going to reference this psalm. Um, that's all right. I'm going to reference it a bunch. Um, I'm just trying to save some time here. Um, Psalm 42 is, is, is a really personal prayer in pain. Um, it's deep pain that leads to trusting God. Um, uh, if you have your Bibles, look, look at verse 3. Um, the psalmist says prayer is, is palpable. It says, my tears have been my food day and night. Uh, he feels depressed. Uh, verse 5, 11, 6. Why are you cast down, O my soul? My soul is cast down within me. He feels anxious. Uh, again, verses 5 and 11. Oh, my soul, why are you in turmoil within me? Uh, he feels like his soul's being shattered into a million pieces. Verse, verse 7. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Man. Um, can, you, can you remember a time maybe in your life where, where you've cried out in, in your pain um, like this? Um, or not even like this, but just even crying out to God in your pain. Um, and what, what did that feel like uh, for you? This one's getting a little more personal, but yeah, a little bit. I think um, when you cry out that way, it's like, okay, I don't have any solution right now. Mm. I've stopped fixing it. on this, that uh, lament encourages us to complain to God. Um, it encourages us to complain to God and to do it boldly. Um, Psalm 42 shows us that complaint is both a grace and a help to us when our souls are troubled. A godly complaint isn't something that's trite or petty. It's not, it's not pestering or nagging or, or unpleasant. Uh, an unpleasant sound to the ears of our Father. Our Father delights to hear um, are honest, raw, unfiltered complaints. And I think that's what we find in, in Psalms of Lament and uh, elsewhere in Scripture. Um, look, at, look at verses 9 and 10. 
Um, listen to how this psalmist complains. He says, I say to God, my rock, why have you forsaken me? He's looking at God and saying, why have you forsaken me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Quick question. Um, why do you think it's hard for us to complain to God? Um, the one thing that comes to mind is in the Old Testament, you know, in the, the, the God's people wandering in the desert, and they complained, and God wasn't happy with it. So I'm wondering what, what's the difference. Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? Sure. Yeah. So we see examples of complaining in the Scripture, and we're like, I want to look like that. That's yeah. It shouldn't be like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in that case, some of the complaints aren't even directed. You're like, why are we even doing this? Like, they're not saying, God, could you please give us like a lot of it? Like, that'd be really, they don't think they can actually eat lots of it. But, um, <laughs> steak, a really good steak. But like, they were just complaining. Um, it's almost like, as if to say, God is the problem here. If I can make my complaint heard by something else, then maybe he'll solve it. Um, if you don't mind me answering your question, um, yeah. I, my, can you actually repeat your question? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, why do you think it's so hard for us to complain to God? Yeah, I mean, you read Psalms and they are complaining, but yeah. they're complaining to God and also saying at times, like even here, it's like, God, like, I can't find a particular part of the church, but it's like, God, this is your fault. Like, you put me here. Um, Psalm 88 is one of my favorites just because mm. it's such a, it is one of, if you don't understand that he's talking to God and therefore there's hope, the entire scripture of Psalm 88 is like, there's just no hope. God, you put me here. I have nowhere to go. I'm in darkness. So I can still communicate to God. My difficulty of knowing that this is God's choice is that I sometimes struggle with the idea that, like, I can lament, but God has put me here and chosen to just put me in a bad place, either by my own volition, either like a Job situation where God is just like, consider my disciple Melvin. <laughs> and I'm over here like, I'm kind of enjoying this, this like life. And I think like, well, if God's willing to do that, then why would I want to keep communicating with him? Like, he doesn't have time to, to fix this because he just made the problem. Um, which is ironic because Psalms directs you to recognize that you can complain to God and, and it'll be good. But uh, I just still, I regularly struggle with like, why would you bother doing this when you're so I think there's, um, to what Tom was saying, there's a world of difference between um, asking God why with the intention of impugning his motives and asking God why from a perspective of trust, saying, you know what, look, I don't understand why this is happening um, to complain from that perspective, to ask God to deliver you out of that situation, but then, um, you know, like um, Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego, you know, say, you know, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. We trust him, but we're not, but even if he doesn't choose to deliver us, we're not going to go and follow some other God. And what the Israelites were doing 
in the wilderness was basically impugning God's motives, mm-hmm. saying, you know, this 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 God that brought us out of Egypt is, you know, is worthless and no good, and why would he do this kind of stuff to us if he still loved us? And that's a world of difference from the kind of lamentation and complaining, even that you see in Psalm 42, yeah. where, you know, the, the psalmist reminds himself also of the good things that God has done. He goes back in his history, he focuses on what he knows about God and then uses that to guide him through what he doesn't know about God and what at the end of the psalm he still doesn't know about God. Yeah. Right. But he can still trust God at the end. Yeah. Kevin. And then in our human experience, complaining is dangerous. Mm -hmm. In fact, even making a suggestion to your boss Mm -hmm. may get you in trouble. Much less if you outright say, I don't like how things are. Mm. I mean, and this is when we're talking legit, what, we, what anyone else looking at this is, is a legitimate complaint. Yeah. Often you can't make those. Mm. Yes. And I think we, we just guard ourselves from that so much that yeah. it just becomes our habit yeah. and carries over to how we relate to God as well. Yeah. Complaining feels risky. Yeah. Um, um, that's, yeah, all, all great. Um, we have, I think we have a ton of reasons why we don't complain uh, to God, and yet lament invites us to do this. Um, when, when Kate and I had miscarried, um, we, we were not praying wordy, theologically profound prayers. Um, we were praying weak, tear-stained, stripped-down, two-to-three-word prayers. God, help. You know, why? Why us? How could you? Um, this is so hard. Help us. Stuff like that. Um, that's uh, that's about all the strength we had. To, that we had nothing else in us. Um, and that's I think that's what we see in lament. Why have you forsaken me? Like whoa, you're speaking to to God here, and yet um, God invites us. Lament invites us to to bring our complaints to God. Um, I'm going to skip a few other things here um, for the sake of time. I'm just going to jump to the last, the last thing because I think this is something that um, that is really important for us to get, and it's it's something that is a trademark uh, of all of all lament. Uh, lament is a prayer and pain that leads to trust, right? So this psalm helps us see um, that we should keep trusting in the one who keeps us trusting. Keep trusting in the one who keeps us trusting. Um, listen to these words, Psalm 42. Heidi, you, you hit on this. Um, why are you cast down in my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? And then listen to what he says. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Lament usually doesn't end on a happy note. Um, it um, and, and honestly, I'm really thankful for that um, because our experiences, sometimes our days, don't end on happy notes. Months, um, sometimes we endure suffering, anxiety, depression, um, and they continue for a really long time. Um, lament helps us see um, that um, it, it's okay. Um, 
to live in that place um, and uh, for things not to end on a happy note. But it does end with trust. Um, it's still in the minor key. Why are you down? Why are you so disturbed, soul? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. He's, fight, he's fighting, right? I think those are fighting words. Um, hope in God. Those are fighting words. Um, he's fighting for hope. Um, lament keeps us, uh, helps us to see uh, when those dark clouds stay that we need to fight to hope in God. Um, and it gives us, I think it gives us those fighting words. Um, we can make these words our own. Lament helps us keep trusting in the one who keeps us trusting. So when pain and grief and sorrow uh, are crushing us, um, keep trusting in God. Fight to hope in God. And there doesn't seem to be an end to our anxiety, to our depression. Um, fight to hope in God. That's, that's what the psalmist is um, showing us here. Any, any, any questions or any, any comments on that before, before I close this? Yeah. Um. Multiple times, certain people in the scriptures have used the same psalms. I think Jonah, when he was in the belly of the whale, I think Jesus might have used the same the same psalms. So God shows, you know, through those experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just said something that really hit me when you referred to it being in a minor key, and I thought, you know, isn't it great how God has given us music? to reach down into deeper parts of us like there's there is something about a minor key of music versus a major key of music yeah. and how that works yeah. all in in harmony in, you know within our being where something like that yeah. can we can use it to strengthen us we can use it to um, to to support us i, I mean it, it's yeah. just you know really Kind of yeah. you know, amazing the yeah. way we put together that you know sometimes when our minds don't work, mm -hmm. um, you know to think in a logical perspective, mm -hmm. we have there's a part of us that you know can sometimes you know reach a little bit deeper yeah. to um, it, you know to address issues yeah. of the soul. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Um, it's also important to know that we sang these. Like this is what we did. Like these were songs in the congregation. thing before we wrap up. Um, lament um, is our way of finding deep mercy in some dark clouds. Um, but um, God promises that there's going to be a day where uh, lament will be no more. Um, and I really want to I want to end on this note because I think that's 
where scripture uh, scripture ends on this note, right? He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. Revelations twenty one four. Um, we can take that one to the bank. Um, God's making all the wrong things right. He's making us whole. Um, and one day, there isn't going to be a need for these songs of sorrow. Um, only praise will be the air that, that we breathe. Um, and we can look expectantly to that day. Um, and as we live now and we, and we struggle, um, as, we, as our souls become troubled, uh, we can embrace these songs of laments. I hope that this class at least encourages you to, to leave here and consider um, these songs of lament as a real gift that God has given us. Um, songs of sorrow, prayers and pain that we can trust. Um, it, it's a wonderful gift that God's given us um, that, that leads and, and gives way to uh, His grace. Um, so let me pray for us, and then we'll get going. Father, thank you for um, thank you for meeting us um, in the midst of our trouble. Uh, you, you're loving and compassionate, Father. Um, when you when you say to us, "Do not be anxious for anything in life." Um, you're not saying it in a condemning way. You're inviting us to come near. Um, you're saying, child, son, daughter, uh, there's nothing to be anxious for. I'm right here. Uh, we're grateful that you are a loving and compassionate father that knows our deepest struggles. Uh, and we're grateful that you've given us a language that we can speak um, when uh, the dark clouds come and when the dark clouds stay. cry out to you, we can complain, we can bring our complaints to you, but Lord, lament shows us that we must trust you, and and what a gift it is to have these psalms of laments and lament in scripture that show us how to uh, exist in, a, in uh, those in those moments where we're experiencing really difficult things, but we also believe and trust that you're sovereign and good uh, over those things. Um, that we can live in that space, um, and, and that we can even, um, um, through lament, that we can grow deeper in our relationship with you, um, our communion with you, um, and our love for you, our affection for you, uh, that would really just give way to thanksgiving and for praise, uh, even in the midst of our suffering. So thank you, Lord, for this time that we had together to talk about these things, to think about these things, um, and uh, thank you for doing a work in us, uh, even now, it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Thanks, guys.